Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hello, everyone, everywhere. This is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. (laughs) Glory to God. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Amen. We are so blessed that you're joining us this day. We got a special message that God put on my heart this morning as I was praying about what to share with you today. I had a message Already set to go, but it got changed up this morning because God wants us to to understand that He is with us no matter what the world may do to us. We have a witness for Jesus that we are required, required to fulfill. Amen. Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer and we'll get started. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus... We thank you and we praise you for your word. The word that became flesh in the body of Jesus who died for the entire world. Black, white, yellow, gay, straight, believers and unbelievers, Muslims, Hindus, you name it. Jesus paid the price for the sin of every person that has ever walked on the face of this earth. Jesus has paid the price for every person who's ever been born of a woman. Now, whether or not people receive Jesus and receive the mercy, receive salvation, Lord, we pray for them. We pray that this message today is inspired by your Holy Spirit and is recorded in your word would be a blessing to them and that the blinders would be taken off their eyes, that they have ears to hear and a heart to receive what the Holy Spirit is saying. We give to you and the Father honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Join me. In our confession of faith, as we lay the solid foundation upon which we can build. Amen. Repeat these words after me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from where he will be coming soon to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the church is the body of Christ. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body. And I believe in life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Folks, America has taken another turn on its death spiral. The Supreme Court of the United States has now made it illegal in any state of the Union to say no to a same-sex marriage. They've commanded every state to perform same-sex marriages, which means now even states that have it illegal on their books as democratically selected, decided by voters, the Supreme Court has said, that's too bad. 5% or less of the population of the United States of America has now forced their immoral lifestyle upon the 95% of Americans who do not participate in that lifestyle. It reminds me of the story about the prophet that was on a trip and, and went to uh, Sodom or a town in Israel and, and that uh, you know he spent the night with a man there and the whole town surrounded the house demanding, demanding that they bring him out so they might have sexual relations with him. Instead, the man said, no, don't do this. He's a guest in my house. Here, here's my daughter. She's a virgin, and you can have his concubine. And they took them, and the next morning, he found the concubine dead on the doorstep. And he took her body and cut it up and sent it into the 12 tribes of Israel, and they came. They were mad at him for doing that. But then when he told them what had happened, they went and thoroughly destroyed that town. Reminds me of the story about how the angels went to Sodom to see if it was really as bad as what heaven was noticing. And they told Lot to get his family out of there for they were going to destroy that city and the surrounding area. And Lot, his wife, and two daughters fled And then fire rained down from heaven 
What was Sodom's great sin? Homosexuality. And now, through utter stupidity, the Supreme Court, who has ever, for 135 years or more, I'm sorry, 239 years or more, has always been the one bastion of reserved judgment. Always interpreting, at least they're supposed to, any law written into how the founding fathers would have interpreted it according to what is written in the Constitution. But over the past 30, 40, 50 years, they began more and more to interpret the decisions they make according to political opinions. And the decision made on June 26th was exactly a political opinion. Justice Scalia wrote a scathing indictment on that. Now we're going to get into all that. But basically, I've seen this and, and it's a great quote. This is the status and the state of America today. I want you to listen to this. In America today, you can be racist, but only towards whites. You can be an ageist, but only towards the old. You can be sexist, but only towards men. You can be rich, but only if you are a sports star or a celebrity. You can donate millions of dollars, but only if you do it to Democrats. You can pay women less, but only if you run the White House. And you can refer to your holy book and stand on the morals and principles it teaches, but only if you are a Muslim and talking about the Quran and not talking about the Bible. That's where we're at today. What can we do? Turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. Verse 26 is where we'll begin reading. Folks, the church must accept the blame for the current state of affairs in the United States of America. The church, for the past 50 years, has remained silent on most issues relating to the growth of the immorality in this nation. Their attitude has been, well, let's just let our light shine before men and hopefully one day, you know, uh, that, that will bring the people to their senses and, and all will be well. Well, it is true. Jesus did say, let your light so shine before men. But what did he really say? That's written in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. I'll go there first. You don't have to turn there. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your 
good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. So the question I have for you personally as a Christian, what good works have you done lately? Oh, Brother Bob, I volunteer at the church all the time. I mean, anytime there's a meeting, I go there and I'm an usher and a greeter and, and I put the little, you know, in the Sunday school area, I give the kids their little Kool-Aid and cookies and, and I help clean up after the, the Sunday school program's over with and, and I help out in the kitchen for the little brunch after service and, and I cut the grass and I do the, the sidewalk and take care of the flowers and what good works does Jesus talk about? I mean, all that is needful. That's called a ministry. That's a helps ministry. But what good works have you done? Jesus said, you'll know how good the tree is when you judge its fruit. Fruit is the fruit of the kingdom, which equates to souls. How many souls have you won? How many souls are now saved in the ministry or serving God based upon your efforts? Now, as you've heard me say before, every person is called into some form of ministry. Not everyone is called to stand up and preach before a congregation. It takes a whole team of people to get that person to that point. Just like with these broadcasts. Yes, you hear my voice, but I have uh, two people that help me with internet issues. I have you know, a board of directors that gives me guidance, and, and I have a pastor who's on the board that I can go talk to uh, if I need encouragement. And any, It takes a whole team to get this broadcast to go off without a hitch so that the word can go through the internet into all the earth. Touching people's hearts and changing their lives. That's the prayer before every broadcast. That the word goes forth and does not return to the Lord void, but that it accomplishes what he pleases and prospers where he sends us. That's the prayer before every broadcast, before we ever hit the on the air button. Amen? Did you go ever go down to the inner city and work in a homeless shelter and feed them, clean them up? If not, why not? Did you ever go to a cancer center at a church or pray for the sick? If not, why not? Did you ever visit a woman's shelter and minister the word of God to women and children who are hurting and trying to give them encouragement? If not, why not? Did you ever go to a political rally and challenge a candidate on their moral stands? If not, why not? See, these things are needful also. So how are you letting your light so shine before men? Just because you say, oh, Brother Bob, you know, uh, this is very difficult to do those things in this day and age. You know, I mean, you go down to the inner city, you might get mugged. So you have more faith in the devil to follow through on his threat than you do on God to follow through on his promise that he'd protect you. You don't want to go down and minister 
to the poor, the sick, the lame, the homeless, the helpless. Because your pride may make you feel bad. Let's see. You know, folks, the only answer, the only answer for what is happening in the United States today is for the church, which supposedly is made up of Christians, would begin to take an active stand of resistance. On my blog post, you'll start seeing this, these hashtags on every post that I'm going to be submitting from here until the Lord says otherwise. Hashtag, I will not bow. And hashtag, I will not obey. I will not bow to this decision by the Supreme Court. And I will not obey it. Regardless of what the government does to me or to this ministry. You know, it's only a matter of time when a ministry refuses to do a homosexual wedding or rent their sanctuary for a homosexual wedding ceremony. When the church or ministry would be sued, the pastor would be sued, the IRS will come in and threaten to take away their tax-exempt status. You know, none of that really matters. People were preaching the gospel for hundreds of years before Lyndon Johnson made the provision for tax-exempt status, and he did it trying to control the churches who were coming out against him and his policies. So it's just a method of control from the government. You want the papers? Go ahead and take them. Oh, then your giving will drop off to almost nothing. If people are really saved and they believe in the messages being preached, they will still give. Amen? If you don't believe that, that means your focus is on the money aspect and not on the Word of God aspect, Pastor. And you're part of the problem. Another part of the problem, and I'll lay this right at the feet of the black church, African American churches in this nation. They are the ones who elected an immoral and ungodly president just because he was black. Period. It doesn't matter if he came out against everything the Bible says you should not do, he came out for. And this has been going on for 30, 40 years. Just so they could get more free government handouts. That's it. That's the bottom line. They sold their soul for money. The soul of the church, the soul of their parishioners, the soul of their congregations. And now there will be this great, oh, what are we going to do now? It's too late. The cow is already out of the barn. The horses are out of the barn. The dam has broken. The flood has begun. In airplane terminology, I'm a pilot. If you start to fly your plane too slow, you're in danger of a stall. The Christian faith in America 
churches has slowed to the point that the stall has begun. What does a stall do to an airplane? It puts it into a spin. And if you do not know how to recover from the spin, it becomes a death spiral and you become a dart stuck out in the middle of some field somewhere. America has been in a slow spin. Now, if you're in a spin, the only way to recover is called full opposite rudder. And you push the yoke all the way in. It, it goes completely against human nature. The nose is already down, pointed at the ground. The ground is fast approaching through your windshield. And you got to push that yoke in in order to gain more airspeed. You push full opposite rudder. In other words, go in the opposite direction of the way you are spinning. And that airspeed then comes over the wings, and then you slow. Once the spin stops, you slowly pull it back up. You could drop from 3,000 feet to 1,000 feet in a matter of about 20 seconds. But if you don't do what's against human nature, you'll end up as a dart stuck up out in the field. If you push the rudder in the direction of the spin, or you pull back on that yoke, it tightens the spin and it makes it go faster. So many churches in America. Is America, the Christian influence in America, slowed from being a jet to the speed of a prop plane? to the speed of a single-engine Cessna, and now the effectiveness of preaching in this nation slowed to the point that the church went into a stall, which means it's in a spin. America is now in a spin. The church is the pilot now. The only recovery that is available to the church and to America is to take a stand 100% against everything this government puts out that is against the Bible and against morality as outlined in the Bible. 100%. There can be no room, no wiggle room, no compromise. You must vote, church, 100% for godly candidates or you're going to end up with this nation stuck up as a dart on the chalkboard of history. You must stand 100% full opposite rudder against any immoral laws issued by this Congress, by this President, or by the Supreme Court of the United States. 100% against it. Oh, you're going to face persecution. You're going to be called all kinds of names. You may be arrested. You may be thrown in jail. You may be sued. But if you do not stand against it, not only will this nation go down, when you get to heaven, and you may be killed because of these stands, when you get to heaven, instead of receiving, well done, thou faithful servant, you're going to hear Jesus say, 
well as he reviews your life. You need to push that yoke fully forward, completely opposite of what your natural tendencies are. If you try and pull back and slow down and get the nose pointed up before you take that 100% commitment of faith, you're going to end up as a dart stuck out in the field. The end of America is already in the windshield and we are spinning out of control. The death spiral has begun. As I said, when you're a pilot and you enter that spin, you got a matter of seconds to evaluate the situation, decide what the options are, and fully implement them 100%. And it will go against the human nature of taking the easy path. Jesus said, Seek ye the narrow path and the narrow gate. For wide is the path and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. But the narrow path will lead to everlasting life. Billions of people are on this earth right now. Over 7 billion people. If you read the book of Revelation, it discusses how two-thirds of the population of this world will be destroyed by plagues and the, the, the seven bowls and trumpets and all of that. That would leave two and a half billion people. That means almost five billion people will not be here. Now, there's supposedly almost two billion Christians. I'm not going to say how many are truly Christian or not. That's up to the Lord to decide. But let's say it's one and a half billion. Okay, you take that away. That leaves 5.5 billion people after the rapture. Now, two-thirds of them... Or almost, uh, what is that, three and a half billion will perish during the seven years. Seven years. Two and a half to three billion people will die. We do not have much time to react to this death spiral. And it's all at the foot of of the church's door. It's the responsibility of the pastors to preach messages. Get off of this feel good, bless me, bless me, I'm under grace message. Preach against sin. That's what's put the United States in this position to begin with. Back in the late 60s, it all became, bless me, 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 bless me. And look where we're at today. 
You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.